0: The Everything Else is powered by Abstracta and learning.
1: Hello, hello! Thanks for tuning in to The Everything Else, one of the last episodes of the
0: year. Mm. For the newbies, I'm Mer. And I'm Vera. And today we have a great show lined up for you. We are going to be discussing a topic that will resonate with many of you here. I hope you're ready. This is the one about boundaries. Bam, bam, bam,
1: Hot topic, huh? How are you doing in the boundaries section, Minna? Mm,
0: my first answer would be, it depends. Oh, that it, was a safe one. <laughs> it depends on the day, on who with, but mostly depends on the topic. Mm-hmm. On some things, I know my ground rules and they're super clear and I manage to set them quite rapidly and even bluntly. But with <laughs> others... <laughs> Especially with people I care much about or in things that I like, I definitely blur those boundaries. Mm. And you know, I know from experience that there is a high cost that comes with yes. that. I feel the same.
1: There are areas where my boundaries are really non-negotiable. But in general, I have to admit, um, I have trouble setting boundaries. Uh, It stresses me out. I feel uncomfortable. And it wasn't until recently that I realized how profound this went. Like, maybe I've got to set a deadline at work and I'll be like, it's for tomorrow, if that's okay, or the next day, you know, if you're okay with that. And if not, we'll work something out, you know, whatever. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. (laughs) I'm sorry to bother you. Um, you know, I have a, I'm a recovering uh, people pleaser, <laughs> as of yesterday.
0: <laughs> because we have this idea that being a good person means being selfless, yes. right? Or even a martyr sometimes. I like that concept. Do you want to start with a definition so we can organize this? Like, I know you like definitions. Yes. Definitions, please. What are boundaries, Matt? Boundaries are
1: limits, dividing lines. A boundary sets a distinction between what's possible or not, what's cool for you and what's not, your abilities... Uh And yourself and others, your needs and others, what you don't want and what you do, right? In essence, and maybe this is a little extreme, but I go as far as saying that boundaries are a distinction between where I end and the other starts and everything that is implied with that.
0: Well, that escalated quickly. (laughs) But, you know, well put. Never not existential. (laughs) Never (laughs) not existential. That is our teacher. Discriminating yourself from others and knowing where you have a say and where you don't is the key to deep tolerance and coexistence. Hmm.
1: You know, in preparing for this episode, I thought a lot about a conversation that we had before. I think it was when we spoke about personal rebranding, about how my sense of self is constructed with others and how this starts so early on in life.
0: So early mind? on, because we are not self made people. We're not. You know? <laughs> the settings of who we become start at a very early age, mm. the singularity of our personal history. Mm. Babies are not born with awareness of their limits. So from day one, mothers and primary caregivers mm. set the first. Physical boundaries so that the child starts experiencing and understands that they are two separate beings That's with the, the other. The, the first big boundary. From the very existence. beginning. Yeah, that mm. first cry, mm. you know? And sometimes this can happen very harshly. Other times, let's say very loosely. Mm-hmm. And well, depending on our own personal history, these limits start being set and well, history starts, mm-hmm. right? We have boundaries for everything whether okay. we like them or not you know mm-hmm. because life life gives us boundaries <laughs> all the time
1: all right so who, who can we set boundaries with let's start there
0: with ourselves first Ooh. okay but also with others right at home with my family with my friends at work with my co-workers my boss my leaders my clients mm-hmm my suppliers. Hmm. Any relationship has boundaries, and these boundaries can be strict or flexible. Mm
1: -hmm. Can I I just mention
0: here how we need to
1: normalize that many times these things are easier to do with people who are not so close to us, right? And with those closest to us, sometimes it seems so hard, right, to establish boundaries. Totally.
0: And since we are at it, another kind reminder that needs to be done is that the way we treat ourselves is very closely linked with how we treat others mm-hmm. and in this line of thought our ability to respect our own boundaries influence how we deal with other people's boundaries mm-hmm. and how by doing something sometimes so lateral as setting healthy boundaries at work we might be experimenting and exercising new ways of relating with our own sense of limits so there is no only one way of at- attending this issue. And maybe you're practicing for, yes. for others. Practice makes perfect also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We have to dismantle that. <laughs> well, but practice is
0: important, right? Try and error all the time.
1: Yes. Um, let's talk a bit, a bit a, about why we have difficulties setting boundaries because we all struggle at times but some people struggle more than others and helping us understand why this happens might help to not normalize this struggle right Mm -hmm. um i understand that this is a generalization but i've heard this that there's a tendency to not set boundaries and this is a, a learned behavior is that right yes it is It's a strategy that you might carry from childhood even. Maybe you didn't see boundaries being set at home or had to minimize your needs because somebody at home had big feelings (laughs) or big issues and you had to sort of work around them.
0: Do you think we can call Veda the shrink? Go ahead. (whistles) (laughs) So sure thing. How we set boundaries is a learned behavior. Okay. These things are cultural, and I mean cultural in a broad sense, like in our worldview. Mm-hmm. So what happens at home, what your loved ones do, the limits they set or don't set, how they express love, this obviously has an impact on your future. Mm-hmm. If you lived in a home where boundaries or limits were not modeled and you didn't see this growing up, then it's very probable that you'll have difficulty setting them in the future because, quite simply, you don't know what boundaries look like. Mm. And sometimes this goes hand in hand if you grew up in a home with someone who was emotionally unregulated or who had big feelings, like you said, or where adults were typical the center of who could be considered high maintenance it's very probable that their needs took up a lot of space. And so you might have felt there was no room for your needs and you try not to take too much space. You know, there was this expression, laid back, low maintenance, (laughs) you said.
1: (laughs) I got personal very quickly. So what we're saying is that your learned strategy to to survive is basically to take up the least amount of space possible.
0: Many times, right? To to make
1: sure that everyone else is happy. And so... A people pleaser is born. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to mention something though about uh, people pleasing, and it's the fact that you—it doesn't. Being a people pleaser
0: doesn't actually mean that you actually please people. Exactly, <laughs> the results are not insured. The
1: results are not insured.
0: And it's—it's it's good that you say this because it's just that you put other people's needs first, or at least what you think are other people's needs. Exactly, because you're guessing, Mm. right? Because we are always guessing about others, right? And this mechanism, people pleasing, it's very common, you guys, right? Mm. And when used as a preferred strategy, it can take us to a lose-lose kind of situation, because... Though the intentions might be great, you are assuming many things about what the other one needs mm-hmm. and therefore not necessarily meeting their needs but at the same time you are bombarding your head with what you should do, how you should act like, and in this process you lose touch with yourself and your needs, mm-hmm. so not even you, you acknowledging it, sometimes yeah. what your needs are. Yeah. So. You know, in this constant know thyself. Which, by the way, could be the name of this podcast. (laughs) Totally. I don't know why we tried something new, because the Greeks already knew this, right? So in this process of self-awareness to live fuller, more authentic lives, we can't get lost into what others want or expect from you. And by others, I mean our closest and dearest ones, or society and the system in general. Or
1: even yourself. Because, and what you unconsciously think. Don't you find yourself a lot of times like thinking things that you're like, What? I, I don't
0: think Why that. do <laughs> I assume this? <laughs> um, Why do I get myself into this role? Yeah. And then, Gender roles, for
1: example. Exactly. And that's what happens when you feel guilt in boundary settings, though, isn't it? Because you unconsciously feel that that's not what you should be doing, right? Oh, it's vicious. like you're sort of judging yourself and totally. the decisions that you made or the boundaries that you established.
0: Because you might establish the boundary, do it anyway, but deep down, that should, you're not getting it out of your head. Yeah, so it's still there, the right? Else.
1: So what we're saying here is that to live one's life, one needs to be more attuned with what these needs are. My true needs, right? Not social uh, mandate or cultural. The needs that I can identify when there is this radical acceptance of myself. Oof, sounds so difficult when you say
0: it like that.
1: I think it's, I love that. The radical acceptance, right? With with all your shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even with that judging going on, Mm -hmm. right? And when I identify those needs, we have to establish what you have to request for those needs to be met, mm-hmm.
0: right? Attuned. Attuned with my needs. Because you said, even with the acceptance of all of this, mm-hmm. this is a constant dance. Mm-hmm. We don't go doing everything we want. Life is like a constant negotiation between our desires and reality. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> so what's in it for others when we said boundaries? We set ground rules we establish our needs we allow others the possibility of understanding where those limits lie I teach others how to treat me mm-hmm. right
0: who knows better how to how to treat you than yourself
1: I, I don't know sometimes you don't really know well but
0: it's if you're attuned with your needs yes <laughs> you should know best. <laughs>
1: So the, the result of this negotiation that you mentioned looks more like a win-win and not so much the lose-lose that you exactly. mentioned before,
0: right? Because setting ba- we need to reframe setting boundaries. Mm. It's like with children, setting boundaries is an act of love. Mm. And this is an act of love towards myself first, which is fundamental to love others. Mm. And maybe you should have a disclaimer here, all these situations can be taken to extremes. And believe me, when I say extreme situations in life do happen. Like sometimes this, (laughs) the way people bond generates serious consequences. Many times, like psychosis, psychopathy, aka perversion. But let's not go that far, okay? (laughs) Wait, wait. wait. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Are you
1: kidding me? You can't mention psychopathy, right? And then talk talk about something else. (laughs) You're talking about um, these structures and they're related to to boundary setting. Indulge me. <laughs> okay.
0: It might be a little bit
1: of topic. It's our top podcast. There's nothing fucking off topic. Right. <laughs> there are no
0: boundaries here. <laughs> Spoken like a true psychopath <laughs> there. All right. So bear with me. Okay. Go on. When we're talking about psychosis, we are talking about someone whose psyche is structured in a way where they don't see limits. Okay. People, when they have been structured like this, their minds see no boundaries set by reality. Everything is possible. Everything. They really disconnect from reality even when hallucinating, for example, Mm. so they can create very extreme situations and with very serious consequences for the people who see the world like this and even more so for those around them. Okay. But I mentioned perversion, like perversion in psychoanalytic sense, right? Mm -hmm. People whose psyche is structured in this psychopathic way. I know I'm throwing in all these words, but it's they for a reason because we need to name them, okay. right? People who who are structuring this psychopathic way, they do they do know there are limits. It's just that there is a non-acceptance of these limits. It's not just that they push them, they don't accept them. Right, just
1: straight off not accepting.
0: Yeah. They they act as if they are not there. Okay. They know the limits are there, but they act as if they don't exist. A person whose psyche is structured like this knows no boundaries and doesn't understand that there are limits to what's possible. They really feel that they can have it all.
1: But there are costs to every decision.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That is a neurotic talking. Oh, great. When psyches are (laughs) structured in neurosis, where most of us are, there is a beginning and an end to what we can do. In neurosis, we are aware, well aware, and sometimes too aware, yeah, or obsessed, the, right? <laughs> Obsessed <laughs> of the boundaries because we acknowledge there are always consequences and costs in all of our choices, and this can be, and this is why it's such a hot topic. Choosing, right? So, so we are, or most of us are, in this neurosis where
1: we, the, the dance that you were mentioning before, the negotiation, the negotiation. between our
0: desires
1: and, and, the, and reality, and reality, which has boundaries. Which has boundaries and is
0: setting us, setting limits to our desires all the time. So we need to negotiate.
1: I get now why you're always complaining about the inspirational Pinterest quote mindset
0: that that wants you to believe that you can have it all so loosely. Yes, because I think it's quite dangerous, actually. Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are living in extreme times when many people with psychopathic behavior are applauded massively and put even on a pedestal. Mm. And there are many messages that are very unhealthy for us because we think we can have it all and we're exceeding the realm of reality. Are you talking about Elon Musk?
1: (laughs) Or Kanye West?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Both. But there are many more, like many people who are in the spotlight are having problems accepting their limits, you know, society is somehow encouraging this idea that some people have superpowers and that can be intoxicating.
1: And toxic for them, for those around them, right? It's fascinating though, this topic that that you raise, I totally get what you mean. But at the same time, people who push those boundaries in a more (laughs) psycho way, right? Um, Those people who don't take no for an answer are oftentimes people that end up changing the world and, and, and pushing the limits of what we thought was possible and possibly moving us, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if we'd be where we are today if it weren't for those psychopaths.
0: I don't know either. (laughs) I think nobody knows. Maybe the problem with people is how often they are in that role. Okay. I was watching uh, this Netflix series, The Playlist. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's the one about Spotify, right? Yes. There is an episode about Martin Lawrenson, the co-founder of Spotify, where he describes himself as not neurotypical. And there is this scene where he meets a... venture capitalist in Silicon Valley, and this investor tells him in general neurodiverse people are 5% of the population, but in the tech industry, that goes up to 30%.
1: But wait, neurodiverse, is that the same as psychopathic? (laughs) Is that a topic for a soundbite? (laughs) Maybe. All right, wait, wait, before we go back to topic, I I feel like I have to quote Kanye West before he was cancelled, right? I still think he's fucking wise in some things that he said. Um... He said, people always want a crazy-ass idea, but then they forget that crazy-ass ideas come from crazy-ass people. (laughs) But (laughs) what is crazy anyway, right? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Topic for another (laughs) soundbite.
1: All right, so parenthesis aside, let's get back to a more
0: practical side and a little less
1: apocalyptic, says the (laughs) people-pleaser.
0: Okay, let's assume then that we are talking about neurotic people. Okay. Where people who know they have limits and that there are limits.
1: Regular people. neurotics <laughs> uh, like you and what me. Is right? way, yes. What is crazy <laughs> anyway? Because this is, after all, our therapy, right? And we're saying that setting boundaries then is good for ourselves and others. It keeps I, us I, safe. I, yes. I read once that a key characteristic of the most compassionate people was that they were able to set boundaries. And it was mind-blowing at the time because I had never associated boundaries with being compassionate at
0: mm-hmm. all.
1: Like, I I thought they were opposites.
0: Totally, because we we assume that it's being tough. It's, yeah. But Brennan Brown says it very nicely. She says, clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. Hmm. We feel we need to soften the blow. We think it's about being kind to others. But really, it's about protecting ourselves from being uncomfortable. Clear boundaries are kind.
1: We are, of course, talking about healthy boundaries, right? Not going to extremes because, you know, not giving a shit about others is not healthy. No, not at all. I mean, putting up boundaries so that you're detached or not able to connect on an intimate level. And we might go back to all these behaviors that are on the psychopathic structures that you mentioned before. right? Exactly. I don't want to be shrinky on you, but (laughs) you gave me all this vocabulary today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because boundaries are underlying many basic things on how our psyche is structured Mm. now healthy boundaries is that you know the objective of therapy is to be able to establish long-lasting intimate and authentic relationships Mm. we are social emotional and spiritual beings wired for connection I cannot stress this enough Mm. and all this implies a sense of belonging to a group of other humans we cannot explore and grow in in our humanness unless we are accompanied by other humans. Hmm.
1: Do you think we'll ever normalize having conversations with others about things that upset us or that you don't enjoy at work or in your family?
0: I certainly hope so.
1: If we want to have a two way relationship, then it's necessary, though, isn't it? If we want to feel comfortable, if we want to feel safe, and most importantly, if we want to get our needs met and for my counterpart to get their needs met and not fade into sort of Meh people, right?
0: Yeah, Brene talks about daring leadership, because this is daring. Having these conversations requires courage. Think Living life like this yeah. requires, we had said, a shitload of courage. Yeah. Thinking about the boundaries that you need to set takes lots of courage. So when we talk about courage here, it's because we are aware that crossing limits has a high cost, and sometimes we're not willing to take that risk. Running the risk, establishing that boundary requires feeling safe, feeling safe that if you lose your job, you'll find another one, that if your relationship breaks, you, you can still feed your kids, that if your couple breaks up with you, life can still happen, mm-hmm. that if your client doesn't accept it, well, you'll get others who will. This is freedom and this is a privilege because it stems from healthy self-esteem. I love what you just said. Because it's, what
1: un- it's, it's what's underlying the difficulty of setting boundaries is that you're not sure what will happen if you if you actually set them. Because ultimately, boundaries are about establishing and believing your self-worth, right? That you get to decide how you will be treated, that you deserve a life well lived according to your standards, right? That we're not. That your life is yours. That your life is yours. It it is. It's reclaiming ownership to an extent, right? That you're not cameos in a movie, like we said. You are not supporting actors. You're the fucking superstar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you work for these conditions,
1: right? Yes, you do. But you were mentioning this and and i was thinking we can work on making these conditions for ourselves right in our personal relationships but at work right as leaders and in in a work setting it's also our job's to make sure that these safe conditions happen so that people feel safe setting those boundaries you know, in a time when we're talking about quiet quitting and completely rethinking our relationship with work, it's important that we allow these limits to be established so that we don't perpetuate old schemes or traditional outdated employee-employer power dynamics.
0: There's a responsibility there.
1: There's a responsibility because it's not just about you know, talking about setting boundaries. You you have to you have make the that possibility.
0: Happen. You have the possibility, the, the power of doing it. Yes,
1: and if you if you don't establish respectfully, obviously, right, healthy boundaries at work, then there is no change. And I, I think that that's what saddens me about quiet quitting and this conversation about you know just oh, I'm just gonna do the bare minimum. You're, you're just perpetuating the same roles. Yeah, you're just it's the same. Yeah, Paradigm shifts come out of these uncomfortable conversations happening across the board, and they are uncomfortable let's let's be honest right as a leader the first time somebody at work set a clear boundary for me i sort of gasped like what did he did she just say no you know like that feeling the "The nerve (laughs) right because i wasn't used to it right but then i thought oh my god you know she's she's right and that is how change comes about in organizations in culture that we were talking about before right and there is
0: this connection between Boundaries, accepting other people's boundaries, and compassion. There you start seeing yes, it. Yes, yes, exactly. And
1: in, in that, you sort of find common ground where others can thrive. Yes. That's
0: what it's about. In and this that's compassion. the power struggle. There's room for everybody to thrive, not just me. Yes. I feel we are revisiting here an all-time favorite concept from this podcast, third culture. Yes, yes. I love that you
1: mentioned that and there are obviously power dynamics like you mentioned at play here right it's important to acknowledge them so that we can build a third culture and this is not only for classic boss employees we're also talking about clients for example right we shouldn't be afraid to set some boundaries there too you know we've all had clients that have driven you crazy at some point right and it's not easy when we come from the customer is always right type of mindset but we've all been there and if boundaries are not set then
0: boom (laughs) at some point (laughs) maybe in short because you might say yes neglecting all your needs until something triggers does it for you and it triggers you and you can't take it anymore and you explode yeah and Maybe it feels like a complete overreaction because it's not aimed at that person. Maybe you maybe you explode somewhere else. You're not exploding in front of your client. You're exploding in front of your family at, at times. You can be anywhere that you can explode. Exactly. But yeah, the response comes from the accumulation of not having set clear boundaries.
1: Yeah, I like that you mentioned that though, because it's very possible that the explosion comes
0: somewhere else. Yeah. It's not with your
1: client, but it's generally,
0: generates with kids. Yeah. Ge- Oh, God. <laughs> it saddens me just saying say, this. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. Because, because it's, of the
1: power dynamics exactly. that you mentioned. So at some point, there is an explosion, right? There's a burnout, a bad service. It all goes pear-shaped. And you mentioned martyrs before, right? And there's always an implosion or an
0: explosion in exactly. this dynamic. That, that is also important to point out. This explo- this moment when you go boom that you can't take it anymore, can be external to others generally some somebody below you or with less, less power. power below you in that sense right mm. of a uh, less power or an implosion where you do it to yourself, you do hmm.
1: it to yourself. Mm. Um, a lot now that you mentioned that we we talked a bit about setting boundaries with others let's get into setting boundaries with ourselves which is often overlooked yes, but it's please. a good place to start right yes please so boundaries we said, are a way of reclaiming our lives, right? Paying attention to our needs and setting our own boundaries. When you do that, you reclaim ownership of what's possible for you and what isn't.
0: Yes, and the truth is, reality won't ever satisfy all your needs, let alone your expectations. <laughs> Especially when expectations are
1: completely aspirational in some <laughs> sense, right?
0: Absolutely. But see, here, still, Many people sometimes interpret these expectations as a to-do list and assume that they are attainable. Mm. And you know, that is where boundaries come in handy too, knowing that we cannot have it, have it all. We cannot do it all. Knowing we cannot be everything. Knowing we cannot be liked by everybody. Accepting that we might want something really bad. That wanting something can move me, can be a great engine, a true motivator but that doesn't mean that I can do everything I want. Unless you want to be a psychopath. <laughs> That's
1: always an option.
0: <laughs> well, we could no. discuss if it's an option, but <laughs> let's say it's not about willpower. Right. That is called magic. <laughs> and you know, hopes can sometimes be way more harmful than accepting reality, harsh as it may be. Because once you accept the limit, reality, well, you can take action. Mm-hmm. like. I'm going to bring this down to a personal story. I remember during my fertility treatment, the moment we were diagnosed, it was really hard. We were being confirmed that there was something wrong with our ability to have babies and it was something I really wanted to happen, my husband too. But my therapist said something I will never forget. Reality is limited, fantasy is unlimited. And that meant that the path to explore now was much clearer. It wasn't from one day to the other, but it was the limit that gave us an, an alternative path. Hmm. Quick disclaimer, this might sound for some people as mediocre, but I was it's not.
1: About that. But it Okay, but I was thinking about that because a lot of people can, can throw that in your face. Well, you know, sticking to just the reality...
0: Is mediocre. It's about living an adjusted life. Okay. Keeping boundaries takes care of yourself and others.
1: Which means that you can... You and process, can be, reality. Hmm. Process, process reality.
0: Process reality. Yes. Which doesn't mean that they have to be fixed because you can try no. and push them, you can no. move them. But there are some things you need anchors at times. Good.
1: Okay. Like this has word. to do
0: with this discussion that we had in a soundbite about the um, getting out of your comfort zone. Mm. At times, we need anchors. We need things that make us feel safe mm. and, and adjusted. Adjusted to what? To, to reality. I, I I
1: think it's also important to know that when we accept or set certain boundaries or make certain choices, there are consequences, and we sort of give up on the chance of that other thing happening, right? Like yeah. a, a little death of the other possibility, yes. don't you think? Yeah. Like sure. if I choose to set a boundary on the amount of time I'm going to be working because I want to be there for my kids, then there's a little death of super successful billionaire president of the world
0: Mercedes. Yes. <laughs> and because it's a little bit. Because boundaries always have a cost. Choice always has a cost. So there is definitely grief involved, even when you attain the things that you wanted the most. Because you're saying no to the other ones. Accepting that if we choose this, we are saying no to that other thing. And and there is a little bit of grief
1: always, always. in that. I like that you mentioned grief, because... That I think it's a feeling that we don't always identify, mm. but but there is. There is. All right. So how does all of this theory play out in practice? Should I be explicit in all the no's? You know, should I approach relationships with a writer with all my needs and boundaries up front? Like, okay, this is me, this is <laughs> this is what I need, this is all my no's?
0: All my no's. This is very defensive way of thinking, very explicit, high context, all, the, all these disclaimers. Mm. You know, it reminds me of all these, um, typically in the U.S., all these toys that have all these claimers that they don't want to... You end up not wanting even to play with the toy because you can <laughs> die in so many ways. I feel, I feel that terribly demotivating. And to make it worse, you feel that in the end, you don't—they don't care if you, if the kid choked, <laughs> I, I because they, they, they just care. wanted their ass safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they care. Well, probably they don't because they want to be safe first.
1: Mm. It's not about setting boundaries for the other, right? No, it's again it, that fear it's of about being protecting man. myself. About protecting myself. I read a distinction that I liked, which was walls versus boundaries. And it seems like walls are a bomb in our connection bridge that we were talking about, right? Boundaries shouldn't act as walls because we're assuming here that we're interested in building the relationship, that it's not just about me and that we do care if the kid choked,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) And there are certain ground rules that are personal that are not to be crossed. And these are about me, right? My boundaries, I need them. Some people don't mind being called mean words or having others smoke near. And for others, it is completely unacceptable. But that's
1: the trick though, isn't it? How do you know what they are if they're so personal?
0: Well, you ask. (laughs) <laughs> this, this requires having open channels of communication.
1: Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, boundaries are built
0: on clear, honest communication, right? Clear is kind and mm. clear is unkind. Mm. And being able to express clearly, clearly asking the other as you go, please, I don't like this, please, next time I prefer that you do this mm. this other way. This works for work relationships and in any relationships that you want to care for. Hmm. Remember, no telepathy. It doesn't exist. (laughs) This takes time. It might not work, but when it does, it gets better with time because Hmm. all this accumulative knowledge of what is important for the other person makes things way easier, and past experiences also help us build trust That it can happen again. Hmm.
1: And when you don't communicate, when your needs are consistently unmet, and when your boundaries are consistently crossed because you you don't mention it, there's resentment. So much much. resentment. So much pain. So So much 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 hurt. Hmm. Which is why not setting those boundaries is always a lose-lose, because you're not getting what you want and you're building a ticking time bomb for the bridge that you're desperately trying to keep safe right it's a it's a, the wrong strategy for the, you're trying to get connection and what you're doing is constructing a it's bomb counter- for it yeah,
0: yeah it's counterproductive for mm. that when you see the complexity of it it's clear why this is such a hot topic mm. in large companies for example or groups doesn't doesn't it feel like you need to be setting boundaries all the time yeah. And we are also setting new boundaries because 2020 and everything that happened ever since, I feel I have been constantly setting new boundaries for situations I had never even imagined. Like, I feel I always arrive late. Mm -hmm.
1: But maybe it's because we're living in such a revolutionary time and personal and work boundaries are becoming so blurred. And also maybe because people have forgotten how to behave socially. I I really feel that at times. I feel that technology has allowed for boundaries to be crossed in an easier manner. Like, people feel like they can talk shit to their boss on Slack, like they're on Twitter. (laughs) And you have to remind them that this is not acceptable. It's a boundary that you would never have thought of before. They would never have done that if it was in person.
0: Would you accept relating to somebody who talks to you like they talk on Twitter?
1: No, but it's bound. Ba- it's te- technology
0: has. Oh, oh God! Well, we it's, a, it's another to discussion. It. <laughs> this is a whole other
1: discussion.
0: Yeah. Sunbite material.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's get to the hacks then.
0: Hack number one: the first step is to establish where you are at boundaries. Take stock of what boundaries you establish with yourself and others, and which ones you need to establish in order to get your needs met. This may imply paying closer attention to how you feel in certain situations so that you can identify where those boundaries have to be drawn.
1: Mm. I think it's important to to reflect. Yes, to reflect and to to understand that you may come from a situation where you don't know what those needs are. Mm -hmm. And that you you know, it it's gonna take some work. You might arrive late, but still better late than never. Better
0: late. Okay.
1: (laughs) I like it. Hack number two, if you have a tough time setting boundaries, think about what would happen if you didn't set it. What does the future look like if that boundary is not set? How long before burnout, depression, or a bomb on the bridge or whatever, right? Try and imagine what life is like without that boundary and then set it.
0: Yes. Hack number three, setting healthy boundaries is trial and error practice your flexibility and explore your tolerance there is a misconception that having a wide range of tolerance means you don't have boundaries but this is not necessarily true and remember boundaries are not set on stone they can change what one day you can be totally okay with another day you might not and that's too that too is okay and this re-education is tough but possible yeah number four practice
1: establishing boundaries in a non-violent way, sort of like the feedback framework that we mentioned before. Avoid getting into the subjective space of judgment and over-explaining. Situation, impact, and then petition or boundary in this case, right? When you make those jokes about my voice, my accent, my clothes, my religion, insert whatever, I feel really uncomfortable and upset, so I'm going to ask you to please stop making them. I can't concentrate when your music is on the speaker. It makes me nervous because I have a deadline and I need to be focused. I need you to turn it off or to put headphones on, right? Clear without going into, oh, you're so inconsiderate, but nonviolent. Clear, concise, no name calling, keeping it simple.
0: Beautiful. Hack number five. What do you do when somebody crosses the line? Freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Give room to your emotions. That doesn't mean necessarily acting them out. Giving room to them doesn't necessarily mean setting the bridge on fire but the only way to repair the bridge is acknowledging it needs repair. And when your boundaries are not respected and you cannot just leave the situation there. What does it mean though giving room to your feelings? Taking some time off to cool down putting them on paper identifying how it is that you're feeling go through the list naming yeah right identifying what it is that you're feeling is it sad is it furious are you angry overwhelmed overwhelmed good
1: number six Find a way to set boundaries that you feel comfortable with and that you can apply, right? Don't push yourself to try and put like a really aggressive boundary
0: if, if you're starting out in, <laughs> in in boundaries. Or coming to your boss the first thing that you do with <laughs> somebody you feel scared about. D- take
1: it slowly, right? Um do it if you feel better. For example, setting a boundary in writing, then do it in writing. If that's something that's going to come out easier, right? And if you doubt, you can find a mantra that can help you, right? You can ask yourself, "What's the worst?" That's my mantra. When I when I feel like oh, I'm good, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I think, "What's the worst that can happen?" Right? Or again, what Stoic. if I don't set this limit? Or I, something like you know uh, something that I get to decide how I live, right? Make up your own bou- uh, mantra, something that boosts your confidence when you want to set
0: that boundary. Okay, I, it got me thinking. <laughs> Hack number. What's seven. yours? <laughs> Do you have one? <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> Hack number seven. Listen, listen attentively to others as they establish boundaries with you. They might not be clear, so listen hard, <laughs> And rem- or sometimes they are very hard, and listen kindly.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: Remember the other person's otherness. A very important part of accepting boundaries is recognizing that no matter what you do or say, all your inner work, the person is another person. Accept the limitations of what he or she can do with it at that moment. All right. Let's put an end to it.
1: Put a limit. It's a boundary.
0: Very <laughs> good. There is a limit.
1: All right. Another ongoing process is this adventure of focusing on the everything else. Thank you guys for tuning in.
0: Bye. Thanks for sticking around till the end so we can give you our CTA. If you liked this episode, share it with someone who could use it, and remember to follow us on social media. We are the Everything Else Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us on LinkedIn. We are Vera Babat and Mercedes Remedi. A big shout out to our sponsors, Learning and Abstracta, our sound producers at OiCast, and our producer, Natalie Rogers.